Hey everybody, welcome back to the Jesse Nyberg podcast. Today I'm here with Intra, YouTuber, 3D <laughs> artist, super talented. I've been following her on YouTube for a little bit. I'm really excited to chat. So how are you doing? Very well, very well. It's like 11 p.m. here. Um, I'm currently in Newcastle in the UK. So it's, 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 yeah, my brain is like half functioning right now, but we, we're going to get through this. <laughs> Yeah, the setup looks a little bit different than from your videos. Is it like yeah. a new area you're in? I'm trying to like, I like filming videos in random places. So I just came mm -hmm. back from a one month holiday in Italy and I filmed like a tutorial in a mountain on my plane oh, journey what? back on trains, on balconies, on platforms, like train platforms. That's so hot. like those will come out soon when I put them together. But I always like the idea of being a mobile creator and just like mm -hmm. making stuff wherever you go and not being embarrassed. I think it's really fun. You get some weird stares, but at least but what right you're now, doing is cool though. Some people just <laughs> are making stuff and it's just them taking pictures of themselves in the middle of the, the street or something. Yeah, that's true. Like you don't normally encounter people that have their whole PC set up in some random place. Like normal people don't go on holiday with their PC, but me and yeah. my family do, so... <laughs> you have to... Can, were you flying or just driving? Um, we drove from the UK to Italy. So we brought my mom and my dad's PCs and I've been, like, using them when they're not using them to, like, film tutorials and, mm -hmm. like, just mess around, really. Because I can't switch off. Like, even on holiday, I need to be... I, I need know. to have Blender, like, near me. Oh, I go yeah. insane. I used to always like get mad at myself for not giving like myself the time to relax and do the things that I enjoy outside of work. And then sure. I realized I just enjoy working. It's like one of my favorite that things. Is, so it's kind of hard to do it. It's it's like, it's cathartic, but also I feel like I will never be happy if I don't have a million stressful things on my back mm -hmm. at all moments of the time. Like I feel so unfulfilled that I'm just unhappy and stressed out when I, I'm not stressed. So I need to bring something with me. <laughs> yeah. Holiday or no holiday, like. I always feel like um, if I have all these things to do, I all I wanna do is complete them. And then when they're completed, I'm worried that I'm never gonna have more things to do ever exactly. again. There's always gonna be something else that synthesizes in its place. I love to-do lists, like I'll to-do list every minute part mm -hmm. of my day, like even a one second task, I'll do it because ticking something off a list is so satisfying. Do you do so it like, analog or like in the oh, computer? Oh, definitely analog. I've got mm -hmm. it like on my wall, on my mirror, I get, I got my, it's like, yeah, I got the, what are they called? Notepad? No, post-it notes. Oh, post-it post notes. They're literally everywhere. tiny ones. <laughs> I just used to mark pages and stuff. I'm I'm as digital as I am analog. I think I really mm. love tactile things. I love taking my like notepad out to the park and drawing there. Yeah. I tried to be paperless for a while, but like I always just end up in like a like a bookstore buying another notepad. I'll be like, oh, Yeah. I never buy so especially good. books. I don't think I could give up books because no way. Like, my favorite part about the book isn't just, like, the contents, but the presentation of it, especially with exactly. design. Like, if it's a design book, it, you're never going to want just the PDF of that. That's boring. Sure. There's no fun in that. It's definitely the tactile experience of actually holding it in your hand. Everything is so 
so commodified and digital now that just the few things left in the world that you have to do in person, like reading a book and actually like holding a pen, mm-hmm. that it just it feels good to to rewind and, and experience that sometimes as opposed to always being like living in this digital fast world, just like step out sometimes and slow down. Yeah. This behind me is like I have the books and then I have all my vinyl and stuff. That's like the analog zone. That's and then if you were if we flip this, it's just a bunch of like technology <laughs> everywhere on Literally. the other side. Yeah, I've been peeping the setup on your other videos. It's like it's it's a nice mixture of just like music, hardware, books, art. I like when I get my own place someday, that's that's the kind of thing I wanna go for. But that's still in the pipeline. I have to finish yeah. uni first. I was I like how uh, I was watching some of your stuff again to like just familiarize again and I was laughing so hard when you uh, you did your setup video and you were like yeah that's right I do have a real camera I just use the <laughs> yeah. webcam like Literally, for the vibe or whatever it's so like um I don't know well it's not the worst webcam in the world but I I I like all these like kind of broken like Nintendo DS kind of Nokia quality mm-hmm. I don't know what is I don't know. There's something so like alluring about it to me. So I think I've gotten a bunch of comments like, yo, get a camera, get better quality. I'm like, dude, I've had yeah. it. I just like choose to to reel it because like my face is not the important part of this experience. It's what we're learning. So yeah. might as well have like three pixels on a screen that, that kind of resembles a human being explaining mm-hmm. it than, than like this super sharp thing. However, I do kind of want to transition into a bit more higher production value soon. So yeah, we'll you have we'll the see. you've like built the brand around it. Though there's a difference between That's like true. you're doing that for uh, there's like a methodology to it. You're like, oh, it's like kind of Y two K aesthetic. Other people yeah. they're just like, this is all I have, and then <laughs> yeah. other people are like, I don't know how to work technology. So this it's is true. what you're gonna get. You know? I'm so wary of like the label Y two K because of how how like temporary trends and things are like this yeah. i i adore like scrolling through pinterest as anyone else does and seeing all these like incredible like nostalgic designs but i really want to like branch out of that little pocket that i've kind of put myself into out of like y2k and just a, th- a thing like a, a non like genre labels are useful up to a certain degree but if people can just be autonomous and like singular in what they do i think that would be sick like sometimes if something is good you won't find anything else like that and there's nothing wrong with it just enjoy Mm. that thing for what it is but um yeah yeah, some stuff has so much genres now that like there's so many uh I guess like sub branches of a specific genre that the the idea of a genre becomes like pointless because there's just too many like everything's its own thing like I get that humans want to categorize and hyper label every single thing but just let people like find stuff on their own and exist in like single units you don't have to branch everything together because it's it's like it goes anti-purpose after a while it's just completely Mm -hmm. confusing and gatekeeping as well so yeah yeah trying to break out of um labels and especially in the design world it's really hard but i'm still finding my style i think because i do so much stuff 
that I haven't really had time to hone in and have a singular style or branch that I want to refine. So that's probably what the next year is about, I think, for me. Yeah, what do you have anything planned specifically like upcoming for your YouTube channel? Um, I've got like a lot of hardware stuff that I want to transition into doing because I'm a nerd at heart and I study computer science. So I want to mm -hmm. like maybe transition as well as doing Blender tutorials, maybe more stuff like building hardware and programming tutorials and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Because... I honestly, I'm not like the most experienced person in Blender as most of us know. I think people relate to that aspect and there's a lot of more curated and helpful content out there in that regard. Um, but I just kind of want to make it a bit more like ubiquitous and branch out yeah. again from what I'm doing and just make it like a hub of like creative technology, arts, center. And mm -hmm. ultimately, if I could make intro like a community project like um workshops for kids learning how to do computer stuff rendering maybe kids that have been disenfranchised and told you can't do anything like if i can make yeah. workshops for that and bring other people into it so it's not just like one person benefiting from this like incredible gift of people and attention which is a very rare commodity on the internet mm -hmm, for sure if like that would be my dream because i feel so weird having this resource that I'm not really like using to the best of my abilities right now, but I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm planning, I'm planning, I'm scheming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking the same way about my stuff. Like I've been trying to branch out before I have like, before anyone can say like, Oh, he does this. Like this is all mm -hmm. he's known for because that way, like if you get too solidified and you try doing it once you're like super known, then everyone is like too jarring for them, you know, to yeah. see like, so I've been doing, you know, the podcast and then other, I've been realizing that tutorials are kind of like a burn. Like everyone's already made a tutorial on everything. And I don't know, it is true. there's not really that many things I know uh, software wise that other people don't. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to offer like, what can I offer? That's just like from my brain, you know, like ideas and things. And I think You're, you can do the same with your uh, your expertise on like the building and all that stuff because yeah. most people that do that also don't aren't like 3D artists. They're doing it for like gaming or, or things mm -hmm. like that. It's such a like interesting crevice of the internet right now. I think obviously 3D has been so um, shunned and like boxed into this corner of like yeah it can only be certain kinds of people that mm -hmm. do this um namely a certain demographic of people that that kind of built that community that i learned so much from and i think like for you as well what you can offer is like your insight your personality how you perceive these uh like these creative outlets how you how you like all you can offer is yourself really mm -hmm. and your transmission of information and if people like that and if people feel comfortable learning from you like that in itself is an asset you can be teaching something that's been said before but delivery i think is the most important thing that i've found out and probably my biggest asset um yeah just not really caring about messing up and people seeing that that's a natural part of the creative process because mm -hmm. like super clean tutorials are incredible and amazing 
but I'm not a super clean worker, so it'd be wrong for me to portray my workflow that way because I'm literally the messiest. Like yeah. my files systems, I could never give anyone my files. <laughs> like they would just not know where to start. So I think um, for sure, like personality wise, like your your work is incredible. Like, Thank you. I, I, I fall short in your shadow. Just that is kind that. of... But no, that's literally what I, I want to refine more towards like packeting the things that I know, like keeping my personality in that, but making it a bit cleaner, more accessible still. Like there's still more that I can do with that. Yeah, I, I remember hearing something. I think it was a something I read or I must have heard on a video. They were saying like, because I, when I was researching YouTube before I got into it, they were saying like most things have already been said and done. So people are going to come for the content, but they're going to stay for your voice, you exactly. know, because uh, everything, it's really hard to find ideas that don't exist. So you just got to figure out how to repurpose them yeah. into some kind of vibe or style. <laughs> I'm so, The thing you said about voice is really interesting because I'm super insecure about mine. I always thought I had a really deep voice. And even though that may be objectively true, like it's really interesting that youtube has made me feel more like comfortable with my voice because people like comment on it and say that they don't mind it and also people watch my videos to go to sleep and i'm not sure how i feel about that <laughs> like, it's like good and bad friends, huh like it's yeah it's good and bad i don't know if i've created some weird like um sleep video genre i don't Tutorial know asmr Exactly. Sometimes I watch like programming tutorials when I can't sleep. They're the best for insomnia. Insomnia. Because they're so boring. Good. So boring. <laughs> so boring. Like, yeah, they're really good. I just fall asleep three minutes after I've turned it on. So they're great. That's why That's I don't know good. if I feel happy that people watch my videos to sleep, but. They must I'll leave it, it on all night too. You got all yeah, those views. I get that YouTube money. <laughs> What, what do you think, because um, your account kind of blew up during like the first lockdown, right? Yeah. And what do you, like other than kind of the way you packaged it and like uh, yourself, is there anything else you credit that to? Why do you think some of those videos got so big? I, I feel like people are just bored. Like the reason I started that was out of boredom and insanity, mm -hmm. absolutely nowhere to go. And I even like learning 3d it was just some weird insatiable streak of every day waking up at the crack of dawn rendering till i go to sleep and mm -hmm. then waking up <laughs> and it just being an awful render and just repeating the cycle again and again and i think other people were just looking for something to fill the void of 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 quarantine of this very bizarre year that we just experienced last year Mm -hmm. um and aside from that i don't i honestly don't know like i didn't expect any of it to happen i was like i was quite happy with my 50 subscribers just like <laughs> chilling like i was so like excited and happy that even 50 people would find anything yeah. i had to say like relevant or useful so all of it is still like really fascinating to to think that people are turning to me for um, guided advice when really I'm I'm probably still in the same phase they are but mm -hmm. honestly maybe it's just the honesty and refreshing like flawed mentality that I have which I'm genuinely not afraid to be wrong or to be stupid 
Um, I think people take YouTube too seriously and the internet is the, literally the most silliest thing that we have on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> like, just be, just have fun with it. Tell me if I'm messing up the game, by the way. I think. No, you're good. It keeps going into red. I think I can, it just does that. I think this, they sh it shows more sensitive than it is. You're oh, okay. So, um, um, yeah, I think like, also it has to do with like the things that you were doing contrary to what we were saying about like oh they haven't been done but you were showing things that are like what people are very interested in right now mm -hmm. like for example like i think you have the one that got really big was the chrome type yeah like in the design world too like that it's kind of kind of blew up kind of became like a meme almost at some point because it got yeah. so popular but yeah. now it's kind of stayed you know it's done its life and now it's still kind of around in pop culture yeah. and i think everyone's like how do i do that how do i do that so like that was a really like bizarre that. moment for real like i remember i was just scouring the internet looking for like documentation on how to get that like style mm -hmm. um and i couldn't find it like anywhere and i almost don't want to start like youtube beef or anything for for just like giving away secrets or whatever but I, I found a weird, contrived, completely inefficient way of getting that effect. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> let me show everyone. And sometimes I'm just like, when people take me too seriously, I'm just like, yo, just chill out. It's it's <laughs> literally just for fun. I'm not trying yeah. to hurt anyone. I just like, I think sharing and open information and access to information is the most like incredible thing that we have. So if you have something that you know, share it, like let other people benefit. People have made a bunch of like, someone said that they made like six grand in ether, ethernet coin, ethernet coin, what am I talking about? Ethereum. Ethereum coin, <laughs> just from like tutorials I've made and I haven't even made that much. So that yeah. makes me happy that people can mobilize themselves and be like autonomous of something that I might have given them help with, which is like, it's way more rewarding than making that money myself. My yeah, mind, once anyway. the NFT like boom was happening, everyone yeah. suddenly I knew became 3D artists and were making Blender like that was animations <laughs> and stuff. There's been so many weird pockets of time this year, mm -hmm. a lot, um, especially for me, like just assuming that something would be so small and in, in uh, irrelevant and a lot of people paying attention to it and I'm not really sure how to adjust to that. Like not yeah. at all. I think um, part of you not expecting that though is what adds to the like uh authenticity of it. It's hard mm -hmm. to it's hard to fake like your intentions, you know. People can For see sure. it through the screen as much as we like to think that you can't. Uh you could tell that what the way you were doing that was like authentic and into your own Thanks. like you had a plan obviously, like you 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 curated the look and everything, but it doesn't seem like you were like, you know, this you know this uh blender uh overall like overview is gonna like make me famous you know for sure yeah absolutely that wasn't that wasn't my intentions at all and i think now because of that i'm i i have a slightly different energy i think to when i started doing mm. this like there it does make a difference when 10 people are watching you to like 100 times that or whatever like yeah I do think more about how it will be received, which is, which is really strange. Like it's literally tutorials. It's not, it's not some mad, like I'm not 
like a Kardashian or anything, but <laughs> it's still like, I think I'm more um, insecure about my skills, I think now. Yeah. Because people may have like perceived me to be more than what I am. So mm. I, I'm trying to like reassure people and remind people like, dude, this is how much I actually know and we yeah. can learn together. That's the main thing. I want to learn together with my audience. And I think that's what people can get that I'm learning on the job too. Yeah, I have people recommend me or like not recommend, but I'll ask like, what kind of stuff do you guys want to see? And I'm just trying to plan out some videos and every once in a while I'll get like these inquiries that I have no idea how to do it either. Yeah. So I just feel like kind of weird, like, damn, they really thought I knew how to do this. It's true. I have no idea. I think that's also like creative, like intruder. Uh, what's that thing when intruders, when you feel like an intruder? Imposter syndrome. That's the word. <laughs> like, um. Imposter syndrome in the design industry is is way more yeah. felt than any other industry. You're always going to feel like you don't know anything. And it's a humbling um, so place too. to be, for sure. That's what will always lead you to grow and, and learn every single day, at least one little thing. But sometimes it's so debilitating and soul crushing, especially if you're being paid for something. When you start mm -hmm. like dissociating, thinking this doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know, like it's you question your integrity and like your whole meaning of life sometimes but yeah. i wouldn't switch jobs for anything else you, yeah, you live I can't even for imagine. you live for it in a way i uh i was working on a client project or i'm still working on it so i'm not talking about it too much but there was some revisions that i had to do where they came in and i was thinking like like I can't do this like I, I over <laughs> like I over uh what is it uh you over promise and under yeah, delivered yeah. that's how I felt right and then um I ended up doing it it just took a little bit of searching on for some tutorials and like mm -hmm. manipulating something I already had and then the client was like great and then that feeling was gone but for like four hours i felt like i didn't even want to do this anymore you know for real you question why you do it in each project it like there's always a a point in each project where you're like please just someone just take this away from me i don't want to be involved anymore like it's yeah. never really like it's never really the client's fault i think it's this is the one like the industry is so hard because it's all based on objective preference subjective preference mm -hmm. and some like there is no right and wrong and that's probably why i couldn't study art because i just wanted to study something factual set in stone as a yes or no you get you pass the test or you don't pass the test yeah and develop all this other stuff in my own time when i can be more expressive with it um, mm. and not be assessed on it because I can't imagine being assessed on it, let alone doing paid projects. That's that's an intensity to which like, I don't have emotional strength, but I respect all people that study creative subjects for mm -hmm. that very reason. Just It's just like the ground you're working on is, it doesn't exist. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. the mark schemes for creative subjects are completely like fabricated. So you yeah. have to be really strong. When I was at university for design, I uh, like there was always like three types of 
archetypes or whatever of the students that were in the classes there was the people that did never really like did what they were told to the extent where they kind of just failed in that way and then there was (laughs) the people that were so on the nose to please the professors that they never challenged their own like aesthetic Mm -hmm. and creativity and like now they're doomed to just work at like a print shop or something Mm -hmm. and then there was like a handful of people which I was like proud to be in with like the five or six Mm -hmm. people in my class that we kind of figured out yeah you got to like throw the professors a bone but if you don't ever challenge them and bring something fresh they're never gonna like they're just going to be like, okay, you're good to go. You, If you challenge them and then provide like the backup on why you For did sure. it that way, they, they respect it a lot more. They're like, oh, he actually thought about it or whatever. It's such a good place to be. I did one year of foundation art and this was more like media productions, like film production. Mm. And I, I, I really enjoyed it. Aside from the criticism, which I'm really bad at taking. I mean, I need to work on that to be fair. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Me too. I just loved taking a brief and being like, what is the weirdest, most abstract, like furthest way I can stretch this while remaining like just within the parameters of what they've mm-hmm. asked. And that's the thing I loved the most, honestly. Um, like I will miss that like idea of being set a brief and just breaking it to the point where your professors are just like, what? Like I left my teacher just like question marking everything I ever brought to her. And that was really fun. I'd get really like bad criticism, but at the end, like I got a really high mark for the year and it paid off. I had a lot of fun with that year, but I, I couldn't, I didn't have the mental strength to do that for any more time, but not that computer science is any easier. I so that's what you're my studying, right? Yeah. That's like your, is it called a major over there or, or whatever, your um, focus? Yeah, we just have like, we pick one course really. So it's yeah. just computer science, um, bachelor of science or whatever. But um, yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> I'm not the best at it. What, um, what made you want to get into that like originally? I think, I think it really did boil down to I really enjoy like scientific subjects. I I almost like applied to medicine school. Like I, my life was going to take a complete mm-hmm. different course. Um, and the science of computers is probably the most fascinating, incredible thing that I could ever pick. And I can't imagine studying any other course, even though this one makes me again, like cry at my computer every day when my code's not working, which is every day just never works. Um, <laughs> when it does work it's like a sense of satisfaction and and, and happiness that can't be paralleled to anything else Mm -hmm. but um like i'm just i've always been a nerd and my dad is very responsible for that like growing up we had computer cases like 20 computer cases open around the house we just like be messing around i had my little computer in the room and (laughs) we used to hang out with like well my babysitters was like the it team what are they called like like the IT office of a college. I used to just be left oh, okay. there for hours and they'd just be there like messing around with computer stuff. So it just was a natural progression to study that. Um, and yeah, I thoroughly enjoy it. And I have one year left, which is really hard to juggle intro with uni because part yeah. of me just wants to leave and do this full time and put my all into it. But two years out of a three-year degree, you might as well just... yeah. And the you people, well they'll be there waiting. So you're, you're, exactly. uh, it's not if going you anywhere. leave, it'll be harder to do the inverse, like try to go back and finish the school. For sure. You know? Like I'm a year away from getting a bit of paper that says I did something. Mm-hmm. 
cool. So I'll I'll um I'll try and get through. But I think I was scared that in the prime time of intro being formed, like the most formative part of the process, if I squandered it and went radio mm. silent and had to focus on my degree, like I could potentially like waste this incredible opportunity to make something right. bigger for like more the people momentum of than it. me. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I'm going to try balance this year. Prioritize both things as much as I can. And I know I can. I just need to work on my time management a little bit, mm-hmm. which I used to be really good at, but I've fallen off a little bit. But I'm going to get back to where I used to be for sure. So if you started out with the, when you were young uh, with the nerds or whatever you said in the <laughs> computer parts and all that, and then you got into studying that, when did you get into like 3D design and art and all that stuff? Literally in lockdown. Um, I, I, I used to download Blender once a year. It was this weird ritual that I'd download it once a year for maybe three years and mess around with it and uninstall it like the day after or just be like why is blender still on my computer uninstall and every year i'd try again and again and i know i'm not the only person that does that because i've asked a lot of people and it's so weird adding another axis to when you're used to 2d and i'm like heavily into like film and like camera Mm. kind of stuff so transitioning from like painting and like traditional art to 3d literally having the 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 ability to make anything you want in this space Mm -hmm. it was so daunting but um i think the best bit of advice i got was limit yourself like literally model the most mundane stupid thing that has no relevance or is not like bigger than what it is and learn from there so in lockdown i was like actually to be fair before while corona was still kind of like a joke and everyone was joking about it i started picking blender up and I started doing a little bit every day and I was like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this with uni. Yeah. And then everything just stopped and I had this vacuum of time. And once it passed like a tipping point of the tools, just being able to do what I wanted them to do without me having to think too hard, it was yeah. over. I was addicted to this thing like every day. Like I was not talking to anyone. I was just at my computer 24 seven, like making lots of stuff really bad renders so <laughs> so many bad renders but um i think i saw a lot of like cool stuff on instagram and i was like oh, i want to make this and no one was showing me how to yeah. so i had to like form a weird way of getting results when I, I, no one would teach me and yeah to be fair though i did one tutorial like a live stream with harriet blend which was really sick um, working with like Daz workflow integrated into mm. Blender. And although I don't use that workflow now, it was really good to see like someone already established in the industry, how they work and like yeah. picking up a cool, like a good few like shortcuts and just like more confidence as well. So that was another good turning point for me, I think. Shout out Harriet. Yeah, I think <laughs> that it's good that, that, uh, that uh what's the word like that restriction that you couldn't figure out the things you wanted to do that way it was probably like one of your biggest blessings though in that sense because then you realized there was like that hole in the internet zeitgeist to fill with with your i know you say you don't like it but like y2k Mm -hmm. aesthetic in a sense just because for lack of a better word but i think that it's pretty impressive that you've only done that in this whole year because you yeah. feel like it takes people that I know including myself 
years and years and I still feel like I haven't figured out how I want everything I do to look. Mm -hmm. And it seems like to a certain extent you've accomplished that with the blend of your YouTube and just the stuff you post online in your portfolio. I think it is also quite weird that someone picks something up and immediately starts to like create educational resources on that thing that's yeah. not normally how it works like <laughs> that's why i don't like when people are like, oh my gosh like blend the queen blah, blah. no i'm not the blender queen there's people that have been doing this for literally before i was born like 20 yeah. like 10 15 years of blender experience on their backs so of 3d experience like i genuinely do not know what i'm doing but i appreciate um i appreciate that <laughs> but I think for me, like, I'm just overwhelmed with happiness when I learn something. And I think that's a commutable skill that I can pass to someone else that mm-hmm. might benefit. It absolutely can't stay with me. Like, it will, like, make me feel awful if I keep that. And, yeah, that's that's honestly where it came from. I played around with a bunch of other 3D softwares. But honestly, Blender just feels... It's like, like the home. socialist 3D program yeah. to everyone. <laughs> it's can power just to get the it. people. It's power to the people. I think it's the greatest like project, like computer-based open source project that has ever been created, honestly, for what it offers, video editing, compositing, um, UV, like everything, 3D, mm-hmm. everything in one place, and the render engines they offer as well, like for free. I can't fathom it or understand it. I can just be grateful. Yeah. I, I always, uh, you were mentioning too, like people saying like, oh, you're the queen of Blender and all this. And I find it funny because I was, uh, I've been like messing with TikTok lately. And oh, I noticed that that audience knows way less than all these like little design communities I'm in. I always assume mm-hmm. everyone knows everything to where now in there. I'll make us. I'll talk about like something, some resource that we mm-hmm. all know about, and then it has like hundreds of thousands of views, and they're all like, "Oh, like thank you, like you're like a legend <laughs> or whatever." Like, and, and all I'm doing is telling it's them so like great. where I got a texture from or yeah, something. Yeah, for sure. You know? I've seen your TikToks. They're amazing. They're so like tactile and just like textured and just beautiful. Like the way you relay <laughs> information is so satisfying in itself. I like that's honestly something I could never like branch into I think short form like video um, sharing platforms are legitimately the way forward in terms of like marketing as well as like sharing like learning information Mm -hmm. I adore like short form like tutorials I think like YouTube has um, like a real kind of format thing now those are awesome like they're so good just giving bursts of information um to people and the responses are always so like nice and heartwarming (laughs) for for what it is sometimes but i'm um, always like uh it sucks because i'm torn between like the idea of the short form because if i'm being 100 percent honest i only have started doing it because i know that that's like what's going mm -hmm. on like it's not my favorite way to communicate things because i feel like it's just too short it's more of like an for the aesthetic of it and for sure but because i'm over here trying to build things on youtube especially with the podcast which is Mm. the exact opposite it's the longest form (laughs) of thing you can do but then i do something in 10 minutes on my iphone and it gets like the response 100 times the exposure and it's like it's kind of frustrating at the same time it's uh also it's nice though to diversify like where you're where you're at or whatever for sure 
I think the commodity of the 21st century is attention. Like money means nothing. Attention is everything that you're bargaining for now. Mm-hmm. And sadly, that is in short supply. We are just people and creatures that love to just be stimulated immediately. And if there's a minute of like dead white noise, it's just switch yeah. off. And I think podcasts are amazing, kind of like a protest to that podcast books long format tutorials learning Mm -hmm. skills like that is a protest to to how the internet is trying to wire our brains to to be so like to be so lazy it's it's a really it's a really big problem but i think you're mixing up the mediums and that's the most important thing like you can have like everything on this spectrum of of length of of content Mm -hmm. even like content as an idea is kind of problematic but yeah, we'll I have conversations with people, friends and like, I don't know, colleagues or whatever you want to call them uh, all the time about how we think half the time we feel like that other than a client work, we're not really, we're just like, like, what are we designers of content or like, are we trying to be like artists? Are we trying to get clients? Like sometimes I feel like we go our whole day revolved around when you'll have the time to create stuff to post online which is like when I first started this my idea was I want to work at a studio or I want to have the coolest clients but now I'm just like how many like how many people can this reach like how do I make content like it's it's hard to get out and in of that like content brain without getting like too obsessed with it where you're like oh shit how do I like optimize for for views like you were saying like oh cut out anything with dead air and i i think that people nowadays it seems like there's no gray area it's like they they only want to watch you for 30 seconds or listen to or you for hours. an hour and a half <laughs> it's like 20 yeah, minutes is too long but hours it's, fine. it's a mad feedback loop i think you just do something see what the response is and try and t- try and like refine everything you do from that point yeah. onwards and I've fallen prey to that. A lot of us have fallen prey to that. It's not even falling prey to it. I think it's just survival now. I, I always wonder what the future of the creative industry is going to look like with formats like YouTube becoming ever more saturated. Like mm-hmm. how many like ter- terabytes of, what is it, exabytes of data is being created every single day. Like where are we actually headed with all of this stuff that everyone is making? Is that um, the next uh, size exabyte? I think so. so that's a thousand I terabytes. I should really know this. I think every day there's like. I remember <laughs> being like a kid, and you'd have like your PlayStation, and the memory card was only eight megabytes, and that held all your saves and everything, which seems insane now. Okay, hang on. And I'm really bad at time. Two point five quintillion bytes of data every single day i don't even know wow. what quintillion equates to in terms of like that's Qu- mad quintillion it's probably like 12 i have no idea i don't 12. know anything 42. after <laughs> i don't know anything after like octagon like oct yeah no 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 like honestly that. my strength does not lie in numbers really i didn't really pick my cause very wisely but we get through we'll get through but um yeah, yeah i just i just worry like about where the sustainability of what I'm doing, mm-hmm. um, what we're all doing, really. We all want to be in this industry. And um, 
making cool stuff just doesn't cut it sometimes anymore. There's so much cool stuff and yeah. you know, everyone has access to it. You can't find something obscure anymore because obscurity doesn't really exist. As soon as something cool is like appreciated, it just like grows. Um, I, I don't know. It's really weird. Um, I think the whole like infrastructure behind design and creative scenes is going to have like some mad like uphaul soon. And I don't really know how or what, mm -hmm. um, but we'll, we'll see. It's yeah. gonna be it's crazy too. Mad. I remember reading something with COVID obviously had a lot to do with it, but it was I think a hundred X like the amount of freelancers or something in the workforce versus mm -hmm. like twenty I this might all be like bullshit numbers. Don't like <laughs> quote me on that, but it was a lot more uh than like twenty nineteen and and uh after with COVID. And it's, I think not only did people realize they could do stuff on their own, mm -hmm. whether it's creative fields or, or, or not. And, and then also people realize like their threshold for the shit they'll take from like employers became a lot lower because they realized like oh, we could sure. all just die from like a sickness for or sure. something. It's perspectivized a lot of things for people. I think if it like legitimately, if it wasn't for Corona, I wouldn't be doing any of this really. I, my whole life would have taken a completely different course. I think you said that you've gone like freelance now. I think I watched that video. Yeah. And that wouldn't have happened without this math. Like I'm every day. I'm so grateful that off the back of this tragedy of life, death of, of all of this, like suffering and mm -hmm. all these situations that, um, other people have found great difficulty. I've kind of like groveled and found a little like niche for me to be comfortable in. And that's yeah. why I want to make sure that I'm not the only person that can gain from this because I gained from it in a time of like dire need, if that makes yeah. sense. Even I feel I'm bad not actively sometimes. like, you know. Like, I feel like I yeah, wasn't same. supposed to like be happy about <laughs> what sure. happened because of the surroundings of what was going on but then i realized like it's not like i didn't cause any of that it's not sure. my fault that bad things are happening i can if good things happen to me that's like that should be good and hopefully i can pass on some of that good For to real. other spaces in the world and that's and that's another reason i really like blender as a concept as like a political concept of yeah. sharing i feel like the problem of other 3D software is the community is so closed and gate kept and you can't really learn things as easily. Yeah. But with a literal free incredible software, of course the community of people and the resources and documentation are gonna be A1. Like I wouldn't know anything without those like weird obscure like tutorials of no audio but mm -hmm. really helpful like kind of blurry. <laughs> yeah. Or like there's like Spanish random tutorials in Spanish. Like I wouldn't have like that wouldn't exist if this software was a paid, you know, highly exclusive, you know, whatever thing. And I think that that's why it's so good. Like as an underdog, I I love everything that Blender stands for on a wider macro scale, not just as like a software. I've deeped it so yeah. much now. I've taken it way too far. But I think all you're trying to say is like fuck Cinema 4D, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Like, I really don't like her. I used to actually model stuff in Blender and composite in Cinema 4D. Then I found out you can use Octane in Blender and it's all like, I said goodbye, like, no yeah. more. Even but like as a person who spends all the money on Adobe, when I looked into getting Cinema 4D one time, I was like, 
man, if I don't know how to use this and I end up quitting on it, mm-hmm. I'm going to be so mad that I paid for this. There's going to be holes in your pockets. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, it is also really sick. The um, animation tools are incredible. You can do the same stuff in Blender. You just have to be a bit smarter, basically. Like, their yeah. MoGraph tools are easy. They look gorgeous, but they're easy. So that's maybe the one thing I kind of miss. But yeah, again, like I did all of this stuff way too early. I've literally been doing this for a year and I've cycled through Maya, Blender, Cinema 4D, all of Mm -hmm. them. And I've basically like sped up by exponentially the whole process. And now I need to like really hone in on my skills and actually start having good practices and teaching good practices. Like I can't be teaching the wrong thing anymore and i think that's why i've been i've been careful about what i want to put out now because i want to make it actually a bit more factually solid mm-hmm. and yeah 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 the bigger the, i get what you were saying when you were saying uh because i don't have the audience that you have yet however you were saying something about you have to think about it differently now because there's you're like i don't know res- more responsible for a bigger yeah. amount of people and sure. so you, do you feel that you're it'd be way like it's it's worse now if you get something wrong kind of like yeah i feel like people are judging the videos i made in lockdown when there were literally five people watching me the same as they they thought i made those now when there's so many more people yeah um just fair enough and like whatever the internet is so silly like i said before but um yeah now i genuinely even for myself um like i need to refine it i can still be the light-hearted approachable persona that i portray on the internet but mm-hmm. i like if i can relay information that is solid and good and researched and thought out as well as that that's that's where i want to be yeah so i i always joke about how bad i am but that is honestly like I'm letting myself off too lightly, I think, but I was mm. joking that I'm saying, oh, I don't mean it. Like, yeah. Like now it's time to actually buckle down and take responsibility for what I'm I'm producing and teaching. That's like when all those conscious. podcasts, like people that talk about like politics, they'll make some crazy statement. They're like, but I don't I'm know, like, do oh, your own research. About, you know? like, like you, like it's a good loophole at, at the start, but if that is everything you build on, just being a clueless person, that you want that you like enjoy being taken seriously on occasion but you still like have this clueless Mm -hmm. persona that's that's irresponsible and i want to be more responsible so um, i'm gonna try and refine my process and teach that refined approach and if i get criticism just be like fair enough we're gonna do better not like just chalk it up to oh don't take me seriously yeah that's that's what my that's what my current uh, goal is I, I've gotten some criticism and at first I was like, damn, this sucks because there wasn't even enough like non-criticism to blend in the criticism. <laughs> it was like the only thing on there. I'm like, well, it's so tough. I, but I just left it as like a, a um, like I felt like if I took it off that they, they, they won, you know, like that. Yeah. And I was, it was partially true. So it's like, who am I to just delete this? Even it though this true. person thought this was true and it was, they just could it, have said it nicer. You know? It is hard. I think like I get really defensive in the comments sometimes. Cause I'm like, if you have a constructive, like if you're a blender user and you have something constructive to say, I like, I like to, I'd love to hear it in fact. And I've learned so much from comments, but if it's just straight up, like someone that legitimately 
ha- hasn't even opened the software before yeah. is bored like tutorials are not the place to be a troll it's just like I'm trying yeah, to make something weird. wholesome out here I, but I get it there's always gonna be there's it's gonna be everywhere on the internet but my main fear is that I'm scared of like like I said before I don't want to start a YouTube beef but I I I don't know if I feel like I I'm maybe dumbing it down too much or making it almost too accessible to the point where people expect this thing to be an easy thing without any mm-hmm. trials and tribulations. Like I get questions like, what software is this? Or like, yeah. how do I install a font? And I think like, I initially thought that people watching it might have already had a bit of experience there, but now I've realized I'm like the first point of reference for a lot of people. Mm. Um I don't know how to balance respect for the software and what I'm doing right. for or like it's just I don't know I'm I'm figuring that out that's but, a good um, point I used to think I had to explain everything and it made the tutorials or the content like just too too like granular like mm-hmm. if I'm trying to teach you how to do one thing I can't be telling you about like what internet browser to use or like For what, sure. how to you should know control z i feel For like sure. you know i don't know and then like it gets it, if once it gets too specific you lose the meaning it's like yeah. the reason people make blanket statements isn't because they're true it's because if you say this 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 but 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 and you add all these little like exceptions then all you'll the never make a point you know for sure yeah it's like oh hang on a sec you good my friend's FaceTiming me. Go away. <laughs> how do you decline it? Oh, okay, sick. Yeah, I don't know how to. I think you could push the button, the side oh, one. It's because on my iPad all the way over there, but it's gone now. Mm. Um, I completely lost my train of thought. But I just remember saying, uh, like, dumbing down a concept. Yeah, I've lost that train yeah, of thought. gone. You, I think what I got from it was that you still want people to know that like it took you a while to learn how to use these programs mm-hmm. and stuff. It's not just like a, you can't watch one video and, and figure for it sure. all out. I really do think there's like, personally for me anyway, there was a level of insanity that went into it. Like, I yeah. am not joking, but my parents were scared. Like I was obviously locked at home with my parents and I was, I did not move from my computer for four months. <laughs> I was this shell like everyone was just like messaging me like what is this what are you what's this thing you're doing and I was just like learning 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 absorbing all this information and like so many failed stages and projects and awful like projects that I'll never open again people don't see that and they think I think that's my problem I've made such an accessible first tutorial that is very trending mm-hmm. that people think oh this is it like once I've got this down like but I'm gonna get I some think, Ethereum. Exactly. And, and that's what I'm scared of. I don't want to disrespect anyone. Like, I don't want to disrespect the creative community and all the years yeah. of work that people like, like someone like you, for instance, has put into your practice. You've gone to art school, you've done all of these things, like, you've invested into your practice. And I don't want to disrespect it by just coming through with my nonchalant, like, disposition and just being like, it's just making it so, like, Hmm. I don't know. I don't get think that. I, mean. I don't know if anyone's made you think that for whatever reason, but I've never felt, or anyone I've talked to has never said anything, assuming that you've been any disrespectful or like not mm-hmm. like disregarding. Like I feel like what you're doing is is good, and it's like 
we need that so i think if anyone thinks yes. that like they were just maybe trolling it, it or might something. be a self-projection like it might i think it's mainly a self-projection i think mm. i haven't really explicitly been said but that's just something i've felt yeah um, and that's why yeah i i look up to, to a lot of people online and i i want to start um feeling confident in what i think i'm just not confident in what i'm making at the moment and that all i can do to mediate that is just make more stuff and yeah. get closer to the core of what i'm trying to achieve um which at the moment i haven't really been very dedicated so i need to definitely work on that for sure it's funny it's how you tutorial. mentioned like you had you were your parents like were saying like seeing you not move from the computer and all oh, that yeah. and i feel like everyone i know that asks me stuff or other people i ask that have accomplished like things that other people want to do they always ask like how it was done and then the person will say this is how i did it but it's bad like don't do that yeah. you know but then i realize like this seems like the only way to get things done is like do for things real. that are unhealthy for your like for I was you going at least insane. for a short time like we'd go down to dinner the one few times that they'd actually see me i'd be sat at the table looking at the glass that i was drinking my water out of thinking oh what is this material the diffraction the index of refraction <laughs> like looking at my food like how am i gonna like everything i was looking at i was just like how do i make this free? like i became obsessed and it literally became my world and i really missed that beautiful moment where like it was still so new and fascinating and novel to me now i've become so like like i just open blender just like yawning like yeah whatever but back then yeah. it was always this like all consuming exciting thing and i want to get back to to that point and i think it was the exponential learning curve right now i'm plateauing a little bit i used to learn like a million things every single day and mm -hmm. just absorb it and continue like repeating those things but I've definitely let myself go and I really want to get back to that honeymoon phase <laughs> with Blender. It was literally like a honeymoon. Yeah. And no, like we were, we were like together and no one could separate us day or night. I'd wake up in the night to check on the render. How's she doing? And then go back to sleep. Like <laughs> it was ridiculous. That's funny. It was a good time. What, um, what inspired you, I guess, or like really interested you in, cause I read about it on your, uh, the way you worded it on your website, but um, mm -hmm. what am I getting at? Oh, creating the, like, you say like from the mundane or like the renders will be like of things that aren't exciting in that sense. Yeah. What kind of got you interested in that? I just love that idea of finding beauty in ugly things. I think I'm really obsessed with modeling like receptacles, like objects that contain a liquid. Like mm -hmm. I've modeled so many cans, bottles, vaccine bottles yeah the like COVID i don't know what, why i'm obsessed with that kind of stuff but just like making beautiful like imagery from things that are discarded and i've always been drawn to that even when i used to do like painting and filmmaking i was mm. always drawn to like absurdism as a as an art form as an art style and that yeah. is probably my current plan with my personal projects that i haven't had time to do any recently but I want to start going back to abstracting what I'm doing and learning how to abstract stuff in 3D space. Because right now I'm doing quite clean renders. Like you can clearly tell what the subject is. Right. But I really want to move into a more abstract rendering where you literally don't... Have you seen that like meme of like name one thing in this picture and it's just like this like AI kind of picture. Yeah. <laughs> where you can't tell what anything is. I kind of want to go back to that, just like textures and just 
textures, light and color. I think those are the primitive things that I find are the most inspiring, like visually inspiring things to create. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just like glamorizing ugly stuff is really fun. And I think that's the challenge really. That's where I started with 3D. Once I limited myself, I was like, okay, how do I make this horrible thing look cool? And it's a really good, I, I think, task for anyone that wants to learn it. Just do that. Pick something on your desk and model it. I feel like that also speaks to the way that you present the, um, like this mundane thing or this like a disposable item because mm -hmm. it doesn't inherently have like interesting value. So you have to add it with the way that you're it's like presented. packaging it for yeah. the viewer because like, uh, I feel like some things, uh, like, okay, I guess if you're a photographer, right? I like things that are like posed and mundane and like cool photography because mm -hmm. landscape photography to me, it's like, it's such a cool thing, no matter what. It's like, you could take it on your phone and it's it's beautiful. But when you For see sure. something created out of like, just like a plain like street light or something, it's like, it's not very interesting if you just like shot it by itself. But if you curated like the viewing experience, it's a lot cooler. I love like street photography of stuff on the floor. Like I'm obsessed with trash as well. Whenever I'm walking anywhere, if I see like a dumpster, I'll just be like, oh, what's in there? <laughs> like, I got it from my mom for sure. Like just seeing like antique stuff or like just random mm -hmm. flyers or broken things on the street. Like I genuinely like find that that to be the most interesting like source of inspiration. Like, I've never been inspired by like typically inspiring things mm -hmm. most of my rend ideas come from dreams or like stupid dream mm -hmm. logic <laughs> and that yeah i just i have a bit i have like a pen um like a pucker pad under my pillow every night and i always write like random stuff and that's where all my renders come from and i don't post all of them because some of them are just too too dumb for the world to <laughs> see or anyone other than me um but yeah like i'm a simple person and I, I honestly just find a lot of beauty in texture and that's one of my favorite things, um, what things are made of. So I'll, I have mm -hmm. so many photos on my phone of just like this zoomed in, just like a little bit of like a crisp packet that I thought looked really cool mm. and I want to emulate that in 3D. Um, it's quite rudimentary, like it's not little anything swatches, too crazy. Kinda, but, huh? Yeah, it's inspiration swatches. I need to start um, having the notebook uh, by my bed because oh, i always sure. think that i'm gonna remember it and then i go back to sleep and i never remember no, even if it's the most like poignant idea i always have to write it down because it, it was like it'll be the best idea but you'll forget it so yeah, it I, I hate that feeling so much so I, I try to avoid it um but again in that kind of weird like insanity phase of blender like that was the worst i wasn't sleeping at all i'd go to sleep after like turning my screen off and just here in my computer in my room, I just wake up every five minutes like, I wanna make this, I wanna make this, I wanna make this, like it consumed my life. And I think that's what everyone should experience at some point, like a few months of um, yeah. total like absorbed focus. It does, I did that it does when bits. I first started with the YouTube and the podcast stuff, I just got obsessed with like audio and like mm -hmm. how shit sounds with like vocals and things and like, so many things we spend time on me and this uh my friend vince who helps me edit some audio and video and like we're so granular sometimes about like just like little pops and like crazy sounds that no one's gonna hear but your audio sounds it, incredible 
It's so crisp. I don't know what mine sounds like. I'm sorry in advance. I still no, don't know how to process good, it. But, but that'll just be is, like stupid good. <laughs> Thank you. But I also the part of the reason it's good is like I make myself suffer. Like I I uh, close everything. I turn off the air conditioning. I shut. I make the computer like it gets so hot because it's just trying to be sure. quiet. And I have all the fans closed off and stuff. Oh my! Yeah, you you said you're in America. I forgot what place. Uh, Hollywood, in Los Hollywood. Angeles. Yeah, I can't fathom that. Where I'm basically in Scotland, so we're, oh, okay. we're we're quite. It's a cool place. I don't really need like heating or any. I don't need air conditioning or anything. I talked to a lot of people in yeah UK and Europe, and they say that like air conditioning isn't like a normal thing to have. No. And everyone here, if you don't have AC, it's like. You're, you're like a, it's like when we were in college and like we couldn't afford it you know it was like very like not, yeah it'd be like a hundred degrees in the house you know or hun- yeah i don't know what that is like in celsius but probably like 40 or 50, honestly I'm like sure. i realized um how important ac is because i went from basically spending a year in like scotland temperatures of mm-hmm. i don't know how i'm not even going to try and tell you how many degrees because i don't understand fahrenheit but like pretty cold um and then i went on holiday to my grandma's and it was like 39 degrees and i had obviously my com- my dad's like fat ass computer just whirring away it was an oven like i was just rendering yeah. just sweating like the fan was broken no ac no it's not the one like working in heat i don't understand how people do it i was having heat strokes just trying to like stay awake doing these tutorials you can see in the in the videos i'm just like <laughs> yeah i felt the same way break. when lockdown started it was and when i was at my old apartment that didn't have ac and it was uh summer and i was just i had just built the pc i f- didn't realize how much hotter it was going to be than my laptop just in general it's like a space yeah. heater and i'm just trying to make videos all i'm filming off my iphone and i'm trying to figure <laughs> out how i can make it so it doesn't look like i'm just sweating you know? yeah honestly like my mom always would come into the room and say steph you know the computer generates heat i'd be like what are you talking about and then one day of curiosity i just felt it and it was literally like scorching hot yeah and so i get it now like it is a, like a heat source i always wonder why it's so hot in my room but it's because i never ever switch it off yeah, I get but real. When I play video it. games, it gets so hot, and I'm just in here. Like I don't realize. I get up after a few hours, and For I go sure. into another part of the house. It feels <laughs> like I'm in another like state. My dream right now is to maybe get a studio space where I can put all of this stuff there and feel like I have a separation between work and mm-hmm. and like just like sleeping and relaxation. Because honestly, like o- opening your eyes and seeing this setup as nice as it is. It is like quite stressful to be the mm-hmm. first thing you see and experience in the morning. And I think yeah. that would like maybe step up my process even more if I feel like kind of like I'm in a dedicated focused space. I can yeah. tap into that more. It helps. Um, I have this is like at my office, I guess mm-hmm. you, you could call it for now because um, we moved and we got this one for cheaper and it had another room because covid so they were talking knocking down all the prices right like this this should not be what it costs in hollywood definitely that's another thing covid's um, done it's weird it before it was like my girlfriend all her stuff work stuff all my stuff then the bed and it was just like there was no there was no separation at all and it felt like you're just in a constant state of like 
stress and work and it is, weird, it like, is too much and if this is basically going to be my life now i want to start building like good habits and routines mm-hmm. with it and like even respecting myself to have a different space for it would be really nice but obviously yeah university life i'm still like navigating that so i'm, I'm setting up these little like ideas for the future yeah. maybe in a year's time um but yeah, I'm, ex- I'm really excited for like graduating and just being free to take this whole thing um, further. But I also really want to make the most out of this last year. I can't go mm-hmm. like, I can't just go MIA. I wanted um, to ask you about that because once I read you were, because I was under the impression before we talked and I, I read on a little bit uh, online that mm-hmm. you were just, you know, I didn't know you did computer science and all that. And now that I know you're getting that degree for like your future and like when you graduate, do you plan on, it sounds like you plan on pursuing like the intro stuff and the 3D yeah. stuff more immediately, right? That's that's literally what I mean by my life has been turned upside down in the past year. Like before Corona, my plan was to like do this degree and try and get into like game engineering and like maybe mm-hmm. do like, like, like Ubisoft has an office right here near my uni. Oh, cool. So I was thinking, okay, I'm going to do this journey, like try and get hired by them and I had that whole plan. And now everything has completely changed to the idea that I could be self-sufficient. Um, and like people have applied for internships to me. I'm like, what? I'm like, dude, I'm <laughs> like, what? It's the sickest, like, it's so flattering. But I, I, um, for now, like, I just need to settle down and like tell my ego to like calm down a tiny bit, <laughs> do yeah. that, get my degree. And I'm thinking to probably just freelance or maybe like create a little studio and find some other people that love Blender as much as I do. And learn cool. from them and create like a little like space where everyone kind of works separately on whatever they're doing, um, but under one roof of like support and just like mm-hmm. not being alienated to yourself. Like that would be incredible. I've got a bunch of like people already that I know that would be like incredible to like work alongside doing our own thing, but just having a shared space. That's yeah. kind of the idea or working for a studio, which would be nice to be fair. I know. But I don't really know any Blender studios. I know like a few design, um, what do you want to call them? Like designers that are rolling the same like crew or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And they have their own little like co-working spaces like in like London or ones like, uh, I honestly forgot where they live, but they're just people <laughs> I know and they're they're all across the place. And so that nice. just sounds so cool to have like, I just don't know. It's even though I live out here, all the people I know online don't even live in LA. Even though LA mm-hmm. is supposed to be like the place where people the are place. at, no one lives here. <laughs> that I know for this industry, at least. For sure. So one thing, like we've actually learned through another thing we've learned through Corona is is like you can work from home. You can do these things. Yeah. Um, what's the word? Like you, you can remotely. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Um, which is incredible how like I think my like ultimate life plan is to just move to a forest in like the middle of nowhere with like a super high speed internet connection and just cool. work remotely, do stuff from there, open the window, like the curtains and just see like dense rainforest. We now live in a time where that is actually possible. Like I don't need to be face to face um to do what I do. That would be like really sick. But right now, I think I need to apply my same principle of what I learned last year and like think small 
because when you think too big you get distracted um like maybe have a big thought at the back of your head but there's definitely like tasks that need to be done immediately <laughs> that will benefit me a lot and i can't get distracted with the what ifs because if i don't do what i need to be doing now like that's not going to happen at all so yeah. humility is i, I need to be humble because <laughs> i've been a bit not so humble <laughs> i i felt the same way as what you were saying with the my world didn't get like quite as I guess flipped as you were saying because I'm still mm-hmm. one doing design like I always wanted to or I had wanted to since school or whatever but when I was working the past two years I had jobs and things and I always was like just getting gradually better jobs until I really just wanted to be at like a super cool studio out here in LA or in New York or whatever and that was like my thing and I was always like disappointed because each step it seemed like I'd get a little bit closer but it wouldn't quite be that position I wanted and now that I feel like I could probably get in there in terms of my experience I'm in this position where I'm I feel like damn I don't ever have to work for anyone ever again and it's (laughs) like it's kind of weird like I never thought I'd be in uh freelancing or whatever this early I always thought that'd be like when I'm like 30 or something mm-hmm. or 40 and I already worked in the industry or whatever. It's like the internet is is like so interesting in that way. For real. And you said like, people applied to you and I put out my yeah, freelance dude, post like, and people kept hitting me up as if, like I don't know if they misinterpreted what I said. I yeah. said open for freelance and it got a bunch of shares and stuff. I got some clients from it, but I had probably 35 people applied to like That's work for me sick. and like, i was like it's not even this but thank what you what are we meant to do with that like like my ego yeah. definitely like took that one and like processed it but that is like so beautiful and unmerited for me anyway i feel like <laughs> i have nothing to like teach anyone like that close to me just right just for now anyway but that's what I mean. Like, this has been a mad blessing for me and I don't want to, like, waste it. But I also, like... Uh, my battery died. No. <laughs> I have another one. one. Oh, one thing I wanted to ask you about is you talked about your parents quite a bit. And do they do, like... Are they in, like, creative or, like, tech industries? Um, <clears throat> My... my I am like a photocopy of my dad in the sense that he he's very like computer involved. He doesn't work necessarily in anything creative. He's like a social worker. Yeah. But like he's got such a creative soul of like hardware. He like mm-hmm. I, everything I learn, I really learn it from him. Just like my attitude towards technology. Yeah. Um, and my mom is an architect. So we like, mm. we talk about 3D stuff all the time. I gave her a bunch of blender lessons um, like a few months ago. You are kind of like those two things. Like, yeah, literally social and, <laughs> and like, yeah, literally. Like yeah. I'm, I'm a really good mixture of both of them. I have so many qualities that they, I share so many qualities from both of them. And it's really nice. Like I can talk, talk to my dad about tech and then with my mom, like I'll go and look at her, like building these intricate drawings and I'll just yeah. be like, whoa. And I'll do like some vector work for her. Like we often, she actually wanted to work for me or something at some point. I was like, mom, like, no, like she, like she's incredible. Go she's always like- headquarters. Dude, like, <laughs> just make a little family business. Um, but like, I am quite blessed to grow up with like parents that are quite tech savvy. Mm-hmm. So they That's they cool. know. Um, like when I just say to them, guys, I'm filming a video. They're like, 
have some video. They yeah. respect all of that. And um, I want to film a video with my dad soon, like just in, like some nerdy stuff. But I really want to balance um, like kind of like computer lifestyle videos, like w- how to get outside and, and, and still live your life if you're like a computer based operative worker or whatever, mm-hmm. as well as like informational videos. Um, yeah. So I think I would just want to create like a nice little cocoon in the internet that is nerdy but fun and welcoming. That's that's the aim. That's I think you will. It towards. seems like you already have the foundation, and all you need to do is just mm-hmm. continue to. Once you finish whatever you, is on your to do list right now, mm-hmm. and then once you can get more into that, I think you're gonna just it's gonna to the moon from there. Really, for sure. I appreciate that. Like, it's really nice to to hear that from someone that I admire their work so much. I've literally, like, I've seen you on YouTube, like, even before I even knew that you did podcasts and stuff. So I've just, like, been known about your work and hearing that from someone that knows what they're doing a lot more than me is so, so isn't really, like, inspiring. It's funny because I appreciate that. And it's just funny because to the... I, I felt you when I was looking into getting into YouTube, you were one of the people that I was kind of looking around at you and That's like uh, Kel Lauren and Louis Moss, who all of them I, I kind of know now. Yeah. Louis and now sick. it's like all more. Now I just know these people rather than yeah. I was like, I can never get into this world. But no, thank I you. Said- and hopefully we all go just keep going up from here. Oh, for sure. Like we've built like little networks of like people doing similar stuff. And now I've like figured out what software you're using to film this. I'm going to steal it. Yeah. <laughs> like just sharing, um, again, just sharing information with people that will appreciate it. That's all, all, we, all we're trying to do out here. And mm-hmm. we're, we're like, we made the most out of like such a terrible, like isolating situation. I think we've brought a lot of people closer to things that they want to do and that like, that's invaluable yeah definitely and i appreciate you coming on once again and thank you very if you much. guys want to hear a little bit more on my patreon we're going to do a little q a from some questions that got submitted for intra but other than that um anywhere where can everyone find you so all your socials um, and everything just at internet girl uh Someone took Internet Girl on TikTok, so enjoy that, whoever you are. It's like a 14-year-old girl or something. So, like, follow her if you want to. But, um, yeah, just at Internet Girl on Instagram is really the only place I live. All right, well, that concludes the interview. And (laughs) thank you again. And we'll see you next time, everybody. That's so blessed. Peace out. (laughs) Perfect.